Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. This is the Lombardi Line with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard on VSEN. It's another edition of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Hey, we're down to the final three weeks of the regular season, Mike Pritchard. Wow, where has the time gone? We are live in downtown Las Vegas at our Circus Sportsbook Studios. He's Mike Pritchard, longtime former NFL wide receiver. I'm Ben Wilson. We'll get to our Monday Night Recap in a little bit, but, Mike, it's pretty rare that we don't start the show with what happened last night in Monday Night Football, but when there's an injury as significant as Jalen Hurts, quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, that is impacting not only a line this week against the Dallas Cowboys, but also futures odds in the MVP race, we ought to start there. Uh, How surprised were you to see that news come out yesterday? We'll get into the timeline in in a second, but the fact that Hurts now has a apparently pretty severe Shoulder sprain in his throwing shoulder. In his throwing shoulder. Well, he's a dual threat quarterback. He runs with the football, and uh, you know sometimes quarterbacks get hit awkwardly, or uh, you know the throwing motion, motion can be compromised at times too. I was I was surprised. I'm like, did you hear about the Jalen Hurts uh, news? And uh, it was trending, of course. And um, but it, you know it's the nature of the beast uh, in National Football League. I mean, sometimes as players we always have ailments or we'll have something going on, but we can play through it. And, and I think for Jalen Hurts, obviously he was able to play through it. Uh, but now no more adrenaline, no more hype of the game. Uh, and so now you have an injury and you have to be sure that you take care of an injury. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is a, a some level of concern. I don't know how high of a level of a concern yet uh, because you just don't know how Jalen Hurts will heal. Um, but no, I, yeah, it was shocking a little bit to hear that news. Right after the Lombardi line yesterday wrapped up, you were on the Lombardi line with mm-hmm. Michael and Patrick. First line move came, went from Dallas minus one to Dallas minus two. There was a radio interview in Philadelphia that apparently leaked this information. First, eventually we had ESPN, NFL Network reporters confirming the injury for Hertz. This is how quickly it happened. And it's a good lesson, just I would say, Mike, for betters in general, where there's this notion that, oh, the books know everything right. before the betters do. That wasn't really the case yesterday because if the books actually knew, they would have just jumped straight up to Dallas minus six where Mm -hmm. the market settled in yesterday. Now back down to Dallas minus five and a half pretty much market-wide as we sit on a Tuesday morning in Las Vegas. But a great example is you see how this slowly creeped up and up that the initial thought from sports books behind the counter was, wow, just just must be just a really respected position on Dallas. That was not the case. And the question is now, do you believe a move from one to five and a half is the, is the correct move going from quarterback Jalen Hurts likely to quarterback Gardner Minshew as the backup this week? No, I don't. Um, and, and we'll get into specific reasons. I mean, Jalen Hurts is having a fantastic year, MV, MVP candidate and, and everything. But uh, the Eagles are well coached. The Eagles know what they're doing. Uh, Gardner Minshew has been in this league a, a long time, too. I mean, remember what Cooper Rush did for the Cowboys? Right, and and, and that, I don't know if that was surprising to people or not, but uh, I think when you've had tenure in the league and uh, you can take away or or eliminate 
the rookie aspect or the new aspect of being a starter in the league. In other words, lack of experience, mm -hmm. right? Or or nerves or, or or lack of poise. I mean, there's so many ways to describe the situation. I think Gardner Minshew is not going to lack anything. <laughs> if anything, he's going to be highly confident uh, because of this system and this offense that they're running. So, uh, no, I, I, I disagree with that type of uh, move there just because Jalen Hurts is not going to be available. And the market felt clearly by analyzing the specifics of where the movement came mm -hmm. at six, once people had a, a <laughs> chance to evaluate everything and realizing, oh, this is real. This is going to be most likely, it's not official yet, but Gardner Minshew starting at quarterback this week for the Philadelphia Eagles on the road against Dallas, that that four and a half point adjustment to five point adjustment, probably too much. It's very small sample sizes when you look at Minshew as a quarterback from the past couple of years, since he's been a backup in Philadelphia, but Mike, even last year in the few snaps Minshew took, his numbers were very good. This is a quarterback who has a 41 touchdown to 12 interception ratio in his career and with the best EPA per play average of any quarterback last year. Granted, with the caveat, it was only 75 snaps. Right. But this isn't some Joe Blow you're taking off the street. This is a real quarterback that Philadelphia will now have. Yeah, I mean, you have to look at how Jalen Hurts has evolved in, as a player, right? And how incredible that journey has been. Uh, and, and how great has looked and how great he has played and how valuable he has become uh, with the Eagles. And uh, I look at coaching, like Sh Shane Steichen. Shane Steichen, he's going to be a, a hot commodity when it comes to head coaching search, right? He's the offensive coordinator. Everybody knows, okay, he played at UNLV. I called games back then, and uh, he was running this offense, Mike Sanford, who came from Utah. Alex Smith was the number one overall draft choice with this offense. After Alex left, there was a guy named Brian Johnson who became a quarterback. And Brian Johnson was a Heisman type of player at times with Utah with this offense. Guess who's a back, guess who's a quarterback coach for the Eagles? Brian Johnson. <laughs> so you have a situation in which this offense has been taught, this offense has been digested by everybody, uh, and, and they're flourishing with it. Uh, and I don't think they're gonna, is there's gonna be a, drast, a dramatic fall off here, right? Gardner Minshew, as long as he can keep his poise, which we remember this guy being very, very confident of his ability, certainly, uh, as long as he can keep his poise, he's surrounded by premium, premium playmakers mm -hmm. uh, and premium players all up on the offensive line and in the backfield. Uh, so it's no different than Brock Purdy playing right now when you have supreme talent around you. Uh, so, yeah, I disagreed with that severe of a line movement. I mean, you catch six points right here. Uh, with a Super Bowl caliber team, even though it's a backup quarterback, I would do that. I mean, I, I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, certainly a situation if you do like the Cowboys, okay, tease the Cowboys down, uh, right? But no, there's an opportunity uh, from a betting perspective, certainly with that line movement. It's clearly why the market at six felt like that was the top threshold and felt mm. over adjustment coming to that specific number, Cowboys laying six against Philadelphia. You look at the advantage that Philadelphia is going to have in the game, Still a very good rushing team, Mike. Even without right. a very good rushing quarterback in Jalen Hurts. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is the most efficient rush offense in the entire NFL. Taking on a Dallas rush defense that is bottom 10 in the league on an average yard per carry basis. Great point. Great point. Have been torched. You watch the defensive line. They are a great pass rush team with mm -hmm. Micah Parsons coming around the edge. Yet for as good as Dallas is at rushing the quarterback, when you watch opposing teams run the football up the middle, they're acres wide gaps Mike. i mean i feel like i could run through some of the lines you that can. dallas gives up in the run game that has to be an, an added emphasis from head coach nick sirianni from shane steichen the offensive coordinator and on down the list as to how they approach the game and it's why a, a six or five and a half point line is way too much i would agree with you like philadelphia yeah absolutely i mean i think a lot of people a lot of people are having their minds about dallas cowboys and their defense but one of the things about defense is if you can keep them honest then you neutralize their advantages, right? Uh, so people dive into stats and metrics all the time. Uh, I dive into play selection because I think it's an indicator of where a team's going uh, and where, where a team wants to go. So if you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars last week, they were a balanced attack team against the Cowboys. It neutralized what the Cowboys did, right? Or their advantages in, in attacking the quarterback, attacking the line of scrimmage, and, and getting after it and trying to be disruptive that way. Guess who's one of the most balanced teams in the National Football League? The Eagles. 
So again, from a philosophy standpoint, that's not going to change just because Gardner uh, will be quarterback and not Jalen. Now, he, will he play at the same level as Jalen? Probably not, right? But he doesn't need to uh, because he's a backup. But uh, I think there's enough support and enough balance to still neutralize the Cowboys mm -hmm. and what they want to do defensively. Jacksonville just averaged over seven yards a carry in the 40 to 34 they sure overtime did. win over they Dallas. Sure did. Nearly 200 yards on the ground, also over 300 yards through the air for Jacksonville in that 40 to 34 overtime win. The other element, though, of the Jalen Hurts injury is now the MVP odds. Mm. And for as much, Mike, as you and I both believe and agree on, that the line move is a little too aggressive going towards Dallas in the Week 16 matchup. At the same time, I'd also argue that this is way too much of a overreaction <laughs> adjustment on the MVP odds movement. Hertz was the minus 130 favorite before the news started to leak yesterday. He's now behind both Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, 6-1 to one to an MVP. Let's not forget, Mike, this is a guy who's one rushing touchdown shy of tying Cam Newton's all-time single-season record by right. a quarterback. And is a uh, ho-ho-hum thrown for almost 3,500 yards, 22 touchdowns, and five interceptions. Shouldn't he still be the favorite despite this injury news? Yeah, at the over-under of ho-hums for you today. I mean, <laughs> Okay, well, we're over a half. <laughs> okay. That's, that's already um, I don't know. This is a sprain, though. This is a situation in which how, how quickly can Jalen Hurts heal? Uh, this is a sprain, right? And, and this is his throwing shoulders. So... I, I think you err on the side of caution there. And if he misses games uh, more than one, then that could compromise MVP situations. I mean, he's been phenomenal. He really has been now down the stretch. And you think about a narrative, you think about Andy Reid's right now speaking up and lobbying for Patrick Mahomes uh, as a as an MVP, as the MVP. And, you know, Andy Reid has some influence and he's out there speaking loudly about how Patrick should be MVP. Um, it, it's interesting about the odds, you know, when, when I, you look at the MVP market, probably right around the end of October and into November is when you really had some nice, attractive odd situations, right? Uh, but now it, it gets difficult. I mean, can Josh Allen go on a run? Can Joe Burrow, who's playing fan, fantastic football, can he uh, capture a narrative? Or is it going to be about Patrick Mahomes and, and, and what he's doing with uh, Kansas City? Just think, if... if it's sort of the question, sometimes asked this in MLB, when mm -hmm. you get pitcher injuries with, say, the Cy Young Award. Yep. It's like, how much does a guy still have to play? Philadelphia with a healthy jail, it hurts us 13-1 and one this I know. year, Mike. I know. After the game this week, it will be home against New Orleans, home against the New York Giants to close the season. So you have to ask the question, what does Hurts have to do? Does he have to play in one, two games down the stretch? His numbers speak for themselves. I personally would not be going out and, and putting big tickets on Patrick Mahomes or speculative tickets on... Josh Allen, yeah. just because you're believing that Hurts is out of the race. I, I think that's a little bit misguided. Yeah, it could be. I mean, Eagles might not even play their final game either. So you have that to factor in. So what, two games after this one? There's a um, lot of uncertainty. Yeah, that's that's uncertainty. the whole point. Right. Should not interpret the line moves here as right. gospel from what we're seeing in the MVP odds race. Well, we're off and rolling, Mike. We have a lot to get to. We'll recap Monday Night Football up next. Are the Green Bay Packers a playoff team? They've got a puncher's chance after the win last night. We'll discuss. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton, is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t why are you telling me? You the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We're just getting started. Tuesday edition of the Lombardi Line from downtown Las Vegas. Will Hill, our outstanding do-it-all VEASAN analyst, and Josh Applebaum, host of VEASAN Morning Daily Bets, will join us on the show today. Will coming up in about a half hour. Last night, Mike, those Green Bay Packers, they're still punching and kicking. Plus 650 now to make the playoffs, but in a NFC that certainly lacks for elite, <laughs> confident-inducing teams. Mm-hmm. Green Bay goes to 6-8 and eight with a 24-12 win over the L.A. Rams. How confident are you feeling in Green Bay, at least making this an interesting story in the final three weeks to make the playoffs? Well, a few weeks ago, I, I brought up the thought about the landscape of the NFC. And if quarterbacks mean so much to the number, if quarterbacks are so important, uh, what if the Packers get on a run and went out and go 9-8? and eight? Because... You think about the NFC and how wide open it is, you know, past a few teams, right, the top. Uh, You have an NFC, you have a conference in which half of the teams in this conference have a backup quarterback or a backup quality quarterback, and that includes the Giants. I mean, Daniel Jones is playing backup quality. You know, he's he's not a a franchise guy. You know, I, I know the Packers need help, but they do have Aaron Rodgers, right? And... And what we saw last night and how it's coming together for them offensively is very interesting. Now, defensively, still some issues to to iron out, some wrinkles to iron out, but uh, they need help. I mean, we know about that. But can they get help from a collection of backup quarterbacks? You know, you think about the commanders, they have a backup quarterback. They're talking about going to Carson Wentz already. I mean, just like that. Uh, And then you got the New York Giants, the football Giants with Daniel Jones and how limited they are. I mean, even the Seattle Seahawks, I mean, Geno has had a fantastic year, mm-hmm. uh, but the majority of his career, he's been a backup, uh, not near to the level of, of Aaron Rodgers. So uh, it, it's more about what everybody else could potentially do. In other words, the whole panicky situation or the pressure situation, could, could they succumb to that and then start to slide while the Packers are getting mm-hmm. better? The path is clearly there. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at how does Green Bay make it, the question is more, were the last two weeks, we showed the schedule a second ago, of beating a bad Bears team on the road in Chicago heading into a bye week and right. taking on a dead Ram team at home who was officially eliminated from the playoffs with the loss last night. So was that a sign of just beating up on a bad team? Or is that an actual showing of improvement? That's probably what you have to break down if you're looking at Green Bay going forward. Yeah, but you know, you can say that about a lot of teams, right? I mean, 
the Dolphins might be the worst team in the league right now. They're 0-3. Like, or do we take the larger sample size of the entire season? Or do we want to condense it and say the last three weeks are, they're terrible, right? They're 0-3 they're and, and, and they're going that direction. I mean, I, who knows? Really, you can't, uh, you really can't suggest otherwise. I mean, I, I know at times you get on win streaks and at times you get on losing streaks. And can you correct it, right? Uh, and that's what I always uh, harp on is, okay, can a team figure it out or do, does a team have options? What I'm seeing with Green Bay is a team that's getting better. With a, with, a, with a team that's getting more confident. Uh, and that's with the younger players. Mm-hmm. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has always been confident, but the younger players are getting more confident. You're getting more experience from the offensive line. Uh, it was makeshift at the beginning of the year, but now these guys are getting reps. Defensively is where I think the Packers really need to improve. Uh, and they did that against the Rams, right? I mean, that's the Rams, but can they do that uh, moving forward mm-hmm. uh, with the teams on the schedule? Admittedly, look. The people in Wisconsin, I'm a Wisconsinite, they're singing Roll Out the Barrel, they're doing right. the polka, they're oh, firing home. up the cheese curds, they're getting the beer brats ready. Yeah. They're, they're very excited. But we need to put some water on okay. the fire. Okay. Green Bay is improving. You're mm-hmm. right. They're not a playoff team right now. Okay. They're not a playoff team. Yeah. If you look at Green Bay against top 10 offenses defensively this season, they've been among the league's worst. Mm-hmm. They can't slow down anybody with a pulse. And I'm sorry, the Rams and the Bears don't qualify as even top half offenses this year. In the games against the top 10 offenses that Green Bay has played, 28th in the league in yards per game allowed, mm-hmm. 29th in yards per play. It's a team that has given up chunk plays in mass, and if you look at the schedule, those games were against Philadelphia, right. Buffalo, and Detroit, even a Detroit game that will neutralize some of those numbers because Detroit only put up a few points, only put up 254 yards, but allowing 5.9 yards per play, 372 and a half or so yards per game. Now you take on Miami, a team that just put up 405 yards in the cold and wind and snow in Buffalo on over seven yards of play and did it both with the pass and the run, nearly 200 yards of each. Ninth ranked overall offense in Miami. This profiles is a really tough spot for Green Bay now going to Miami to try to keep the season alive, and it's why the dream is going to die after this weekend. Like, <laughs> is that like a true Packer fan uh, right here, right? There might I mean, be some cynicism <laughs> okay. in that statement, but it is Absolutely. going to die this Because you want the Miami. opposite to happen, though, right? I mean, I, I, no, I, I think... I'm a realist. I would yeah. love for the Packers to win out as a fan. It's not going to happen. It's a tough number to lay. I will say that with the Dolphins, the way that they are playing. I mean, defensively, uh, there's some holes. Uh, there and so you you are seeing an improved offense from Green Bay. The distribution of the football is no different than what Kansas City is doing. You're involving the running backs. You got a running back, a fullback situation. You got a tight end, and you got these younger pups that, that are no, no longer pups anymore, uh, and they're making plays. Welcome back, Dobbs. Right, that kind of thing. Cobb is still uh, somebody that you have to deal with. So the questions for me is is on the defense for the Packers and how they match up against Miami. One of the things that's happening to Miami is people have figured them out, though, with their offense. I mean, I know they put up a lot of yards in, in Buffalo, um, but, it, you know, if you have the right play design and scheme and the players are bought into that, you can figure out how to disrupt the timing of Tua uh, and disrupt mm-hmm. that offense. But, you know, McDaniel still has to feature matchups and getting to Tua, excuse me, getting to Tyreek uh, and getting him matched up one-on-one and you wonder if Green Bay is going to do that at all. Uh, but I, I think the attention to detail on the defensive side of the ball, like the, the pre- preparation and the plan to prepare for Miami is no longer difficult. And, and I think Green Bay has a chance to come up with a solid plan. It's certainly why the market has gone toward Green Bay. Mm-hmm. The look ahead placeholder line before Monday night was Miami minus six for Christmas Day, part of a triple header down in South Florida. Went down to five after the Monday night performance for Green Bay beating the Rams. I'm looking at my screen right now, Mike. couple <laughs> books are down to four. Yes. Four and a half pretty much everywhere. So the buy-in is real from the betting public. I just wonder how much of that is. It's Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. It's a big name at quarterback. Miami has struggled, losing three straight games. But keep in mind, two of the three losses were at San Francisco, at Buffalo. Two top nine defenses on right. an overall efficiency basis. You're facing Green Bay now, and Joe Barry is a defensive coordinator who has shown zero ability to adjust at all this year. Yeah. Just watch how, the, how soft the coverage has been in the secondary from Joe Barry. His strategy has been, let's just rush four, hope we get to the passer, mm-hmm. and if not, 
we're playing all of our guys in off soft coverage. That does not sound like a recipe for success against Miami with no. the speed they have. I'm sorry. No, it doesn't. You're right. Absolutely. I mean, Joe, Bur uh, Joe Barry is up against it. Uh, his dad coached me at Colorado, uh, Mike Barry. And, uh, but, you know, Joe, um, he had a lot of talent to begin the year with. It was six first rounders on, on, that, on that starting defensive unit there. Uh, and so they have underachieved and, and they've allowed uh, 100 yards uh, rusher. Uh, and this is prior to. Uh, the Rams, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but if you do have a situation in which a team is one-dimensional, Miami, they're not potent running the football. They're trying to. Uh, again, you go back to balance, right? If you don't have balance, you run out of options. That means you're skewing it uh, to one element of your offense, one phase, and that's the passing game. Uh, and then if you have done that, there's enough tape out there now that you have to be different. You have to have great matchups. And uh, you know, if you're the Packers, I, I think you feel pretty good about the fact that now your offense is going complimentary football. We just have to stop them from scoring. They can have all the yards they want between the twenties. Uh, we just have to make them kick field goals and perhaps our offense sure. can get revved up. If there's a saving grace, it's the final three games all against teams 21st or, or worse mm -hmm. out of the 32 in the NFL and overall yep. defensive numbers with Miami on the road, Minnesota at home and Detroit at home to close the season plus two in turnover margin over the last five games. Clearly, you're right. The signs are there. Mm -hmm. To me, it's just too little too late. And yeah. it's not going to be enough. But it comes down to this week. Because Minnesota and Detroit at home are very winnable games. It's all about this week against Miami. And we're going to get into the NFC playoff picture on the other side. Because Washington is at 7-6-1 in that seven seed, but are a touchdown underdog at San Francisco. Seattle is 7-7. Seven nearly 10-point dogs at Kansas City. So those are kind of baked in as potential losses. Mm -hmm. The other piece to the puzzle, Mike, that we'll talk about next segment, what do you get out of Detroitness this week? 7-7 seven and seven Detroit laying points in Carolina. They're red hot, Mike. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what we have to figure out. Do we think Detroit has enough to keep this surge going forward? Because if the Packers are somehow able to upset Miami, that, that path becomes very, very real. I would love for it to become real. <laughs> yeah, no, you I just would. don't think it's going to happen. You're cynical, but you still love Okay. <laughs> I'm very real about my, my emotions toward the Green Bay Packers. We'll discuss my uh, the Detroit-Carolina situation in the NFC point. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v With Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. College bowl season is underway, and VEASAN has you covered with this year's college football bowl guide. This year's guide is picks on the spread and total of every bowl game from VEASAN experts and Brent Musburger. Steve Mackinnon has power rankings for every team and breaks down the motivational factors that affect bowl games. Josh Applebaum will give his insight into bowl betting strategy, and Adam Burke can help give you an advantage if you're part of bowl confidence pools. Give yourself an edge. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to check out the college football bowl betting guide. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Two bowl games today. Shout out to our colleague, Tim Murray, who's working sidelines for Bull Season Radio up at the Potato Bowl, Mike, <laughs> uh, in Boise. I'm looking at my updated odds screen right now. Eastern Michigan, San Jose State at 3.30 Eastern. Spartans of San Jose right now laying four and a half market wide. And then the Boca Raton Bowl. That would mm. be a fun one to be yeah. at. At, uh, at the FAU Stadium there in Boca. Toledo and Liberty. Toledo laying about three and a half against Liberty. Any action for you there, Mike? No action there. No action no there. Action. Maybe the Potato Bowl. Maybe um, the potato bowl. Maybe, because the fighting Mel Tuckers, right? The fighting? Is it? You said Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan. Oh, never mind. Not never Michigan mind. State. Yeah, then uh, I'm, I'm out. No, Michigan State, not bowl eligible. <laughs> yeah, that's so It right. not go well yeah. for Mel Tucker. No, I'm out five of the potato season. bowl. I'm out. That would be Ypsilanti, Michigan. Okay. The fighting Eagles of Eastern Michigan. Okay. Don't disrespect the Eagles like that, Mike. I did a game in Central Michigan. Um, the Chips. The Chips. That's right. Yeah, go Chips. Yep. All right. Very good. They didn't know that. Well, that's Cooper nice, Rush was nice the quarterback, actually. And Cooper Rush was the quarterback. Yeah, that's go right. figure. So we go back to the NFC playoff picture. While Dallas is certainly in the middle of the mm -hmm. NFC playoff picture, we're more focusing on the, the back end, who is going to get the seven seed. Pretty fascinating to see how the lines have shifted, at least on the yes note, to make the playoff odds. At BetMGM, lines have not yet been reposted for this week since those odds come out on Wednesday. But at DraftKings, we do have some numbers, which we've populated, populated into our graphic here. Commanders go from minus 190 ahead of the Sunday night game against the Giants to plus 225, despite holding that seven seed at seven, six, and one, while the Seahawks go from minus 145 to plus 175. Both Washington and Seattle catching big numbers on the road against elite teams. Washington at San Francisco, Seattle at Kansas City. Then there's Detroit. 
from hmm. plus 240, now down to plus 125, Mike, hmm. and are laying points. The market, once again, in support of the Detroit Lions, as this week, Detroit goes to Carolina. Detroit laying two and a half pretty much everywhere right now. A few books touch three. There was some buyback at that point on Carolina. Now at two and a half. You think the Lions keep this, this thing rolling, Mike, after yet another very tight, very dramatic late win over the Jets? Yeah, you know, but against a really good defense, too, though. Uh, and they pulled out a play to Brock Wright, Brock Wright that nobody expected, and that play was a difference, really. I mean, the thing about Detroit is, you know, when you look at the games that they played, and, and they played great football as of late, uh, but can you consider them all of a sudden regressing to the point where they're just going to make mistakes all over the place and not be competitive at all. I mean, I, I can't see that right now, especially with the strides that they've made, the confidence that they're playing with. So factor this game going into the fourth quarter. Um, and the, the makeup of Detroit profiles to where they're confident enough, they have enough playmakers. Jared Goff is playing fantastic football uh, right now that, okay, in a fourth quarter, a tight game, maybe the bet could be. Uh, with Detroit you know if you can get under a field goal certainly that'd be attractive but uh, we're looking at a number now you know right around the three uh, range so it, that could be difficult you know the Panthers to me blew it they felt flat out blew it last week and I can't excuse them for that like how do you go back home where you played well all year long even with everything that's transpired new coach interim coach quarterback competition I think Okay, you release that guy, and now he moves on, and you're back to Sam Darnold. Well, you probably should have started in the first place. Um, you got rid of Christian McCaffrey, and Christian McCaffrey is, is flourishing, right? And I, I think as this team has grown up and put themselves in a position to succeed, they flat out blew it last week at home. And so I, I wonder what the psyche is going to be about um, for them, uh, you know, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, what they're going to do here uh, in, in that game against Pittsburgh, right? But you, you're thinking about um, when you're looking at the Lions, right? And I, they're, they're not a team to me that is prone to just blow it. It just, I think they're the opposite of what, uh, you know, teams that are trying to get to the playoffs and using that as, a, as an example uh, with Carolina or just any other team. Like, I, I think we're we're more apt to see players and teams blow their opportunities mm -hmm. then then seize the moment the box score wasn't even all that indicative of just how flat carolina was mm -hmm. in a 24 16 loss to pittsburgh right even though the box score indicates pittsburgh only had three and a half yards per carry on the ground right from watching that game closely and i did because i loved the panthers <laughs> last week carolina was completely dominated from a physicality perspective mm -hmm. on both sides of the ball right Pittsburgh got whatever they wanted, controlled the offensive line of scrimmage, controlled the defensive line of scrimmage. Sam Darnold did not have much time to throw. There were not many running lanes at all, as evidenced by the 10 carries for 10 yards for Chuba Hubbard all day. Ugh. You combine that, as much as situationally, a team like Carolina that has played much better football since mm -hmm. Steve Wilkes took over as interim, we're fourth in overall defensive efficiency since his arrival prior to last week. Situationally, this should correlate to a good bounce-back spot for Carolina, yet... What's the one thing Detroit does really, really well that you can't really quantify in numbers? It's that hardcore physicality that yeah. they get from a head coach in Dan Campbell. Sure, the in-game management might not be there, and we might pull our hair out every week watching Campbell coach a game from the sidelines, but they're physical. You have to ask yourself, what is Carolina giving you from that standpoint in between the trenches this week? It's something you're really good at honing in on, Mike, so yeah. I'll, I'll ask you. Well yeah, I mean, it gets tough, Ben, because, uh, you know, I, I think Steve Wilkes had everything. Like, he, he was a former defensive backs coach there. Uh, you, you know, you're, you're working well with McAdoo. You're coming up with something that's successful. Go on the road against Seattle, and you get the job done there. And, and so maybe it's looking like you're going to get that job. You could interview for that job and get that job uh, moving forward, and that could be yours. And uh, this team, like you mentioned, like, where was the fight? Where was the dog? Where was, where was the physical nature uh, you knew Pittsburgh was going to bring it because Pittsburgh's fighting for their coach, right? Uh, and, and they're trying to avoid that losing record. That's important to Pittsburgh. Like, the playoffs and, and setting up your future and setting up that didn't appear important enough to Carolina to me as I watched that game. And mm -hmm. I was with you. I, was, I thought Carolina, I, that was one of my best bets. You know, I'm thinking, okay, Carolina, the way that they're playing, the way that they're running the football, uh, we're going to see some fight from that team. But to not see anything like that, uh, you know, in the locker room, I don't know where they're going to be collective. I don't know where they're going mm -hmm. to be on the same page. 
because now that common goal is gone. They earn, they earn uh, a, a, an opportunity to seize a moment with that common goal, and that's winning a division, but they blew it. And so I don't know how they're going to respond to that. At the same time, Carolina's still alive. Only a game out <laughs> of floundering Tampa Bay. Carolina's right. still just 4-1 to one to win the NFC South. I got you. Bucks minus 350, and with Tampa... <laughs> Tampa is a big favorite on the road against Arizona this week, but again, Carolina could very well get right back in the race with a win this week, even though we're down to the final three weeks. Normally, this is the situational type of position where I would say, great opportunity for Carolina to get back on the horse. You have a Detroit team coming in who's won six of seven, mm -hmm. playing red-hot football, very hard to sustain that type of level against a desperate home dog in Carolina. That's why normally this would be an auto look for me on the Carolina side. Just not sure if I can trust yeah. them are getting they, back to that level of physicality. Are they desperate, Carolina? After everything I just said about Carolina, in my mind, I'm asking you because in my mind, I'm I'm jaded. I don't think they're desperate, so I'm gonna ask you. They, well, they are now. <laughs> okay. By losing last week, they definitely are now. Yeah. But it's an interesting thought, though, and one that we're going to extrapolate into a bunch of other situations going forward. Mm -hmm. That's look at the NFC playoff picture where Detroit is now the favorite of the three teams, Washington, uh, as well as Seattle, in that three fighting for the seven seed at plus 125 at Carolina this week, and then for Detroit, hosting Chicago before going to Green Bay to end the season. What we also have to consider, though, for the final three weeks of the year is looking at overall motivation for teams toward the bottom. Mm. Rams officially eliminated, tied with the 99 Denver Broncos, earliest team to be eliminated from postseason contention as a Super Bowl defending champ. But, Mike, as you look at the top of the draft order for next year, Texans holding on to that number one draft pick, Bears would be number two, and then Seahawks would get the number three pick from the Denver Broncos. What type of motivation and just general fight and heart are you expecting to see from those teams at the very bottom who you can definitively say have nothing to play for? Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you're Seattle, you're, you're playing with house money, I mean, certainly, but, uh, you know, they have a chance to make the playoffs. So uh, same thing with Detroit, chance to make the playoffs. Now, the Cardinals... Uh, <laughs> The Cardinals are a mess. I mean, from an organization to, okay, the GM under fire, the head coach under fire, the quarterback, I mean, good Lord. You, you, to Colt McCoy being injured, you find motivation with that team. You try, try hard, because I don't think you're going to find any. The Colts and uh, disarray. Atlanta, I think you can see that they're, they have a culture change. Uh, they're going to continue to fight. I have question marks against Carolina a little bit. I think the Raiders are motivated because they feel like they still have a chance. But at the very top, I don't know if Lovey is going to be back. He shouldn't be, right? No and, and so you got to secure that number one overall spot, uh, right? Maybe, you know. Now Chicago gets interesting to me because I, I could see them trying to be the spoiler. They're playing hard, and they are playing hard. And, and Justin Fields is fantastic. So I'm eyeing Chicago for next week against Detroit. As a, it, as a potential spoiler as a team. Spoiler. Just covered against Philadelphia. Yep. That was one of my very few bright spots from this past <laughs> week at the NFL. Say this for Arizona, too. It's pretty hard to be catching six and a half points from Tampa. Huh. Yet that's what Arizona is doing this week. When we return on the Lombardi line, Will Hill, outstanding Visa analyst, gives his early thoughts on week 16 in the NFL. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. It's that time of year again, and there's no better way for sports fans to celebrate the season than with BetMGM's 12 Days of Giveaways. Opening your presents is easy. Just sign into your BetMGM account and unwrap a new giveaway every day between December 14th and the 25th. You'll find everything a better needs to enjoy the holidays, including deposit matches, free bets, and parlay boost tokens for all your favorite sports. Log in to your BetMGM account or sign up today for 12 Days of Giveaways. You have, what, five days left in this current promotion? From the King of Sportsbooks, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 20 years of age or older to wager, new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. There are a lot of moving parts, more than normal, Mike, on a NFL Tuesday with a bunch of quarterback injuries coming out. We dive into all those right now with... Will Hill, our outstanding VEASAN analyst who joins us now. Will, we kicked off the show talking the impact of the Jalen Hurts injury for Philadelphia, how the line went way, way up toward Dallas, but just saw head coach Dick Sirianni come out and say, well, we're not going to rule him out yet. There's a chance he could play. How are you interpreting what's going on there in Philadelphia? Yeah, he gave us the old Lee Corso. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, we were talking off the eye. We, we, my guess would be it's a smoke screen, but you never know. Sometimes these players, they say, hey, I feel better than I did. Let's just say it comes to Thursday, Friday. Hey, I, I feel better than I did earlier in the week. Sometimes these guys can talk themselves into playing. So I wouldn't go overboard just unloading on Mahomes for MVP, especially at that price. Uh, you know, it's interesting. If he doesn't play, do the coach of the year markets get uh, affected? Those are, you know, that's one market where I do have some thoughts on. Uh, you know, Allen, there's some books that have him eight to one. Could he jump up and steal this award? He does have a game head to head against Cincy. He's already beaten Mahomes. If they get the one seed, uh, and Hertz misses a couple games. I, I think if there's a bet there, if you can get a good number at Allen and, of course, shop around, there's some plus 550, some six to ones. There is still one of the legal books that has eight to one. I think Allen has a chance here to steal it because he's got great stats. Like I said, he's got a chance to be the one seed. He's doing this in Buffalo in bad weather, uh, and, and he's got head-to-head wins against all these guys. So I think if you're looking at the value here, Allen might be a guy worth taking a shot for. I know Burrow's become a hot name, and, and he could certainly steal it too. I didn't think he played great against Tampa the other day. I would just say, you know, Burrow's probably accurately priced. Not mm-hmm. something, you know, that I would want to bet at that current number. Will, before we move forward, I mean, you're on the East Coast and, and probably closer to the news situation. Like, Ian Book, is he active or is he uh, on the practice squad with Philly? Do you know that at all? I'm not sure. Uh, if we, if you remember him from last year on Monday night playing against the Dolphins, he needs to be on the practice There's no oh, need to activate him. Right. He needs to be on the practice squad. So, yeah, <laughs> that'll be a good indicator. Remember we right. – uh, with Allen earlier in the year against the Vikings, it was an indication that Allen was going to play because they didn't activate that third quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure about book status. I, I don't have it, uh, that at the top of my head, but that is a, a good thing to keep an eye on here. Yeah, that's what I was suggesting in mm-hmm. terms of, okay, if, you're, if it's a smokescreen or not, uh, then we should have some news about Ian Book practicing or, or if he's active yep. or if he's on a practice mm-hmm. squad about Jalen. But the thing is, too, this time of year for teams is predominantly walkthroughs. So, so uh, the practices. Are, are not typical. At least for yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. I think of back to Ian Book, and I'm now, <laughs> it's seared into my mind, right. Will. For first snap, I believe, of his NFL career intercepted uh, yeah. on Monday night for New Orleans. <laughs> I, and it I went, think he almost killed a couple of cheerleaders with some of his passes. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't, it, it was the old varsity blues oh, right. Yeah. You know, he yeah. throws it at the mascot on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a, it was it a tough watch. Well. But it, from the future's perspective, at least from looking at awards, Will, 
You mentioned Josh Allen, still eight to one in some books. His number at BetMGM has been cut down sub five to one. What numbers though are you seeing on Brian Dable? How interested would you be in uh, taking a dart throw there at the Giants head coach? Yeah, this is one market I don't understand because the Giants are minus 700 or so to make the playoffs. The Lions are still plus money. They're around a coin flip plus 125 to make the playoffs. So you got one team minus 700, the other team plus 125. Well, Campbell's plus 175 to win coach of the year and Dable's 30 to one. So let's just say the Giants and the Lions both get wildcard spots. To me, there's going to be a lot of sentiment here for Dable to be the coach of the year because the Lions have talent. The Lions have players all over the field. You've mentioned the clock management issues with uh, with Detroit. He's probably cost them a couple of those games earlier on in the year. Uh, I don't understand. I think this is a misprice. I'm not saying Dable's going to win, but I think he's got a shot. I just don't think he should be 30-1 to where his team is probably going to get in the playoffs. Uh, Campbell's team may or may not get in the playoffs. To me, can't, uh, Dable's the one. Now it's Sirianni's to lose. If he goes 15 and one, 15 and two, 16 and one, he's probably going to win it. But if he gets that third loss, I think three is the magic number. Or if he were to lose two more games the rest of the year, I think Dable can can sneak up and win this award to get that Giants team. And I know they've had some lucky wins, but to get that ragtag Giants team into the playoffs. To me, is worthy of the coach of the year. I think that's a mispriced number. It's very telling, not only the impact of Jalen Hurts in the MVP market and in futures markets for the Philadelphia Eagles, but the fact that Nick Sirianni was, well, over minus 500 to win coach right. of the year last week. Yeah. Despite a win in Chicago to go to 13-1, and one, he's down to minus 200 right now at BetMGM. That is a juicy number on Brian Dable at 30-1. to one. Will, the other injury news of the day as it relates to quarterbacks we just saw Robert Sala, Jets head coach, with his morning press conference. Mike White not yet cleared for contact, so it is Zach Wilson again. That just announced he will be the starting quarterback. With that uh, with that spot coming up at home against Jacksonville on a Thursday night, what are you looking to do with that news? Yeah, I watched Robert Sala at the press conference, and he had both those timeouts still in his pocket from Sunday for not using <laughs> them. So I, I don't know what gets to carry them over for this week. So uh, if you're betting the Jets this week, you got a team with eight timeouts because they get to carry them over, I guess. That was... uh. Boy, just a brutal, brutal display of clock management uh, against the Lions. I like the under here. I think it's 38. And there's still some 38 and a half. It's come crashing down from 41 and a half late Sunday night. I think a couple things. I think we're going to lo be looking at some bad weather, precipitation, whether it's rain, snow, sleet. Might be a little warmer on the East Coast this week than uh, you might expect, but it's going to be some precipitation nonetheless Thursday night. And of course, with Wilson playing, look, he's just... Not to, not to exaggerate, he could be one of the worst picks of all time. When you look at some of the players that went after him with Parsons and some of the guys in that draft, he is just a complete bust. Uh, he, you know, He's inaccurate. They don't trust him. So I think they'll be very conservative with Wilson in terms of the game plan. Uh, and the Jets obviously have a good defense. So if you're going to be conservative on offense and you have a good defense, I look for like a 20 to 17 type of game. You're cutting it close if you get down to like 38, 38 and a half, 38, probably the last time I would bet it. But I would look for an under here. Mm -hmm. You know, and Will, who would have thought this would be a great Thursday night game? I mean, yeah. think about it. The Jags and the Jets, you think, oh, man, this is going to be a bad game all right. year long. And now you look up, and this is a fun game. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to this game, too. It's early in the week, and you have interest in it, even though it's not till Monday night uh, uh, after Christmas here. Uh, it's the Chargers and the Colts. So my history with the Chargers as a player and covering the league, uh, Will, is like they blow opportunities like they have yes. right now. Uh, what are you looking at in this matchup on, coming up on Monday night? after Christmas. Yeah, you said it well. I bet the Chargers here. I don't feel great about it. I never feel great about them leave, uh, laying points. Even the other day against Tennessee, they really, boy, you know, Tannehill clearly wasn't 100%. They had every opportunity to blow that game open. They just let the Titans hang around, and if you got them at three, you pushed. So you never trust them laying a number, but to me, they're just a much better team than the Colts. You have to wonder about where the Colts' psyche is after blowing such a bad lead. I mean, that's, that's one that's got to be hard to get over, and now, if you look at them, how they got the lead against the Vikings, it was a punt return, a blocked punt, you know, a fake punt by Minnesota. It was some fluky points. So to me, the Chargers are just a far superior team. I don't know that the Colts get up for this game. I, I think the Chargers probably win it by a touchdown or so. So I'll lay the points here with the Chargers. Famous last words. Famous last words from Will Hill. You can follow at not the Will Hill. We just had our discussion on those teams out of the playoff picture. Uh -huh. What's the motivation? Colts did not come up, but mm -hmm. hard to think. Again, it's a professional team, Mike, yeah. but you sure. have to think getting off the mat after no. that collapse in Minnesota, that's a, that's a, yeah. that's a lot to, to ask. Yeah, absolutely. They lose their best player to um, Taylor's out, uh, and then no credibility from the head coach, Will. Uh, I, I, Saturday, legendary player, but as a coach, there's no credibility in that locker room, and uh, I, I know how unstable that would be for a lot of players in that situation. 
Yeah, and I think you guys mentioned it on your hit yesterday, Pritch, when you were on with Michael and Patrick, where he just he kind of put it on the players like, "Hey, we got to make more plays." I mean, you got to take a yeah. little bit of accountability. You're up thirty-three nothing. You could basically just take these the rest of the game if you manage the clock properly. You got to win that game. I I know it's look the NFL, anything can happen, but you got to figure out a way to win that game, and then to put it all on the players after that was a that was a bad look. Yeah. Again, Will Hill joining us right now on the Lombardi line. We don't want to neglect your college football play today will because i was disappointed pritch didn't have any action no. on the Come boca on. raton bowl down there in florida today will where, where's the sneaky value if any that is present in the boca bowl i like liberty they've had a strange season you know they beat arkansas they should have beaten virginia tech they lost by a point both really good performance performances for a team like liberty then they lose to new mexico at the end of the year they didn't play well i think a lot of it was the turmoil with hugh freeze leaving there was some you know controversy there I think this is a good number for them. I, I've watched a lot of the Mac this year. The Mac is not as good as it used to be five, ten years ago. So uh, I get to fade the Mac. I get to take Liberty. who has got a pretty good defense here, plus the three and a half. Uh, I think they got a good shot to win outright. So Liberty plus three and a half is the play. I think that's the night game, but we got uh, is, I think yes. Eastern Michigan and San, San Jose, Jose State, State in a couple hours. So, hey, weekday bowl games, nothing like them. It's a lot of fun. Weekday right. bowl games, yep. nothing like it. Actually, Ford has just touched on Toledo behind us here at Circa. Will, always right. a pleasure being joined by you. Best of luck with the picks and a very early uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you there in New York. All right. Merry Christmas, guys. Thanks for having me. See ya. Appreciate you it, Will. Uh, when we return, hour number two of the Lombardi line, more quarterback injury news coming out today. Big line move in Tennessee. What's the status of Ryan Tannehill in the division matchup that the Titans desperately need, having struggled the past few weeks? We'll discuss that next as we get into our second hour of the show, along with Josh Applebaum from the VEASAN Morning Daily Bets podcast. He joins us with much more still to come, including right route, wrong route for Mike Pritchard in hour number two. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.